Welcome to the Evolve WMMA podcast featuring women who go against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. These fighters inspire, empower, and unleash excellence within a new generation of female warriors as they rise and evolve into the best possible versions of themselves through the power of mixed martial arts. You may remember my next guest from Tough 28 dancing out on the patio and her finale fight against Melinda Fabian that ended in a draw. Well, she is a WMMA pioneer in helping to develop the flyweight division in the UFC. And yes, she'll be helping even Invicta FC this February 15th, where she will be facing Miranda Maverick in the flyweight semifinal tournament. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA. And I'm your host, Shelly Devine. And I'd like to welcome to the show Invicta FC fighter, Deanna Bennett. Hey, so welcome, Deanna. I'm glad to have you on the show today. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. You look lovely today. Did you work oh. out? <laughs> yeah, yes, this is definitely a post-workout look, actually. <laughs> I, I feel like I got hit by a train in a good way. That's how it's <laughs> supposed to be, but... I mean, I was like, I put on my eyebrows for you so I didn't scare you and so you can see my emotion. But beyond that, I was like, I should brush my hair. I don't want to brush my hair. So, sorry about that. No, you look great. You just well, you. Up. It looks great. I'll take it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, so, perfect. I, I recall seeing you on Tough 26 doing your little dance. Yes. <laughs> and I was like. That's me. <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't get that you were the same, the one in the same, like when I actually reached out to you, because it, it was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? It was like two, um, a year it'll ago. It'll be two years as of this summer. Yeah. Which is weird to think about. I can't believe it's almost two years since, since filming. It'll be two years in what, July? So. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> Time well, by well, I remember seeing that, but I didn't, it didn't. For me, it just didn't click that you were one in the same for some reason. <laughs> one off Deanna Bennett, so that's me. So for any of our listen, listeners, and if you don't know Deanna, you should look this up. Just look up her name, Deanna Bennett, and that's going to come up. <laughs> it will. It's like the first video that comes up. So if you want to see how awkward a human I really am, there it is. It's all right there. It was awesome. You're famous because of it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's just, that's just me. <laughs> People just keep on asking. They're like, so were you just like playing up for the cameras? I'm like, any, ask any of my family members. They're like, no, actually, she actually toned it down for the camera. Like she was actually, you know, that's, that's Deanna. That's how she's been since she was a kid. So I'm like, thanks, Sam. <laughs> wow. So you got like this little like, whoa, like this <laughs> part of you that's just kind of um, a little crazy, a little, a little monkey girl too. Weren't you walking around like a monkey? Uh, yeah, I could do a very dead-on monkey impression. It's the little... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I can even do a louder one, but we won't do that to you. <laughs> oh, wow. That's very cool. I mean, I have my boot campers doing monkey walks and monkey crawls and all that at boot camp. So, we, you oh, fit right in. <laughs> I, say, I just stand in the background making the noises like... <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you have a big fight coming up next... It's uh, the 15th next week. Actually. Yeah, next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming up quick. So you excited? Oh, I'm super excited. You know, obviously you always have those like pre-fight jitters. Doesn't matter. This is like my what fifteenth pro fight. Like I still, 
I still get jitters before everyone. I mean, I've been playing hockey since I was 11. And before I even go play drop it, I still get, I still get jitters with that. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I've been training hard for this. I've been waiting for this opportunity. And the fact that it's almost here, I'm like, oh, is it real? Is it really going to happen? And then once I start cutting weight, I'm like, oh, yep, I'm here. This is happening. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you know much about Miranda? Have you, have you yeah. seen her fight or? Yeah, I've, I've seen her fights that she's had with Invicta. You know, I, I always like to watch the Invicta shows. You know, it's a, they always put on a great show, even when I wasn't with them for a short period of time. You know, I still watch their shows, supported them, and caught a few of her fights. And, you know, she's a tough competitor. And I've see, we actually follow each other on Instagram. We follow, uh, we're friends on Facebook for a long time. We have been. And so you got to support the other female fighters that are out there. And then came to it with the fight and they're like and we're doing a tournament first fight Miranda and I was like oh okay yeah I know her I mean you know she's cool I don't like yeah do you, do you think you match up well against her yeah you know it's a it's gonna be a good matchup because she's you know kind of that that wrestler grappler and I mean anyone who sees my striking knows that I'm not a striker so uh, <laughs> I mean I I, I do it but yeah. it's my favorite is grappling. You know, I wrestled in high school back in California and you know, that's my base. And so to go against somebody else who's a really strong grappler, that's a, that's a really exciting matchup for me. I mean, any, any matchup for me is exciting. I, I get, you can ask Barb on the show. She used to always like laugh at me because I get entertained by the little things. Uh -huh. I mean, grow up and staring at the lights of the ceiling and she's like, Deanna, stop staring at the lights. And I'm like, but it's pretty. <laughs> Like, you're that easily entertained I'm like oh yeah <laughs> sorry I, I've been told I'm easily entertained too I laugh a lot you know but, um, that's a good I think, thing I, yeah I think so but I think I I as I've matured I, I'm I'm a little more like I mean some people I'm like you know what you're not that funny <laughs> Like, you know, or, or, or I'll just, you know, find something else to do. But there you go. You just give them the pity laugh that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, very obvious right there. I mean, I still laugh like that all the time. I got so like 10 different me, when, when you played hockey, did you play on an all girls team or were there, did you play on the boys team? Uh, both. So I started playing on a girls team in, it was in Oakland, um, in California and we didn't have one for high school. We didn't have a high school team because it was, it was California. So not a lot of hockey around in that area. So it's just kind of random that I got into it. And then when I moved to Utah for college, I did join a men's league, played on with the men's league team. And so I, I, I did both. And I, I love it. I, I like playing with the men's league team, though, a little bit better because whenever I played with the females, I would always get into the penalty box for like roughing or for checking. And I'm like, uh, that oh, was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you like on skates and then tucking and then like, you know, slamming oh. into the guys and sending them over. Exactly. That's, that's the fun of hockey. That right there. It's a physical sport. You're supposed to do that. And of the girls team there, I led my team in penalty minutes every year. And they're like, Deanna, you need to calm down. And I'm just like, well, I mean, they hit me first. What do you want me to do? Like, I, I play defense. You're supposed to be physical. And, yeah, I was always so, when I played with the men's league, it was super fun. Throw a few hip checks in there from time to time and be like, 
oh, it wasn't me. I'm just a small female. Sorry about that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. word. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. The guys must have been caught right on you. You're, like, You're not getting away from getting yeah. that, you know? I still try to use that to this day. I'm like, it wasn't me. I'm just a small girl. And they're just like, oh, yeah, Deanna. Somebody yeah. else in the face and I'm like all right this excuse isn't working Dang oh no oh no so <laughs> your your siblings did you um were they similar to you or are you completely like night and day from your siblings oh me and my sister are completely different people <laughs> we're night and day different you know my sister she played hockey too actually growing up but mm -hmm. you know personality wise and everything so different it's it's hard to believe but when I was a kid I was awkward and weird with my family but I was actually super shy like I wouldn't talk to strangers I would never make eye contact I wouldn't be anywhere close to other people like I get nervous talking having to like talk to people in stores and stuff and so I used to never do it and my sister was just a super outgoing person talk to anybody like no nonsense she does what she wants really strong-headed and I'm like I was like shy pushover kind of person like She's a, she's a real um, physical person, too. She's actually in the Army right now. Uh, but, like, personality-wise and everything, we were just completely different. Like, growing up, she was the one that was on the boys' hockey team from the start. You know, she was the one that always, like, social butterfly where I was, like, the awkward kid. I was, like, the awkward fat kid sitting in the corner, like, eating my candy, like, no one look at me. Or I'm sometimes <laughs> sweating profusely. <laughs> now, no, is she older than you? Or are you? She's uh, 18 months older than me, so we're, we're pretty close in age. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> wow. So is it just the two of you two, or? Yeah, just the two of us. Oh, so, so, so two female terrors in the family. Exactly. Well, the way I always put it was, I think my parents, my dad especially, wanted boys, and uh -huh. so he settled, well, he got two girls, so he settled with just making us, like, the most rugged and manly girls around, so, and he did quite well. Did. <laughs> Uh, apparently, apparently, <laughs> you're a female fighter. You played uh, hockey. Um, yeah. <laughs> you also um, are you an EMT paramedic or something like that? Do you yeah. just, uh, are you a firefighter or are you just no, like, just an EMT? I, I EMT advanced in the state of Utah, um, and I worked on an ambulance for what was it about three years or so, and then worked in the hospital for a few more years on top of that. Um, favorite job in the world like I'd still be doing it right now if I could get my schedule coordinated uh -huh. to be able to do it it's hard with 12 and 24 hour shifts and then trying to fight on top of it yeah. but it's something I'm going to go to afterwards like I love the hands-on job being able to help people out in the ambulance like there's you ambulance workers do not get paid enough can I just say that right there I can imagine, yeah. a lot of stuff you do it because you love it and I loved going to work every single day it was it was absolutely the best wow so um so you're in you're in are you in New Jersey now yes I well, what brought you what, what brought you to the east coast well actually after the ultimate fighter it was it was after the ultimate fighter that I came out here because you know, I, I noticed on the show, it was a big realization that I was missing a lot of stuff from my fight game. And, you know, I, I loved my coach in Utah. I loved my team. But I was put in, I was in a comfort zone where, you know, I wasn't being pushed like I needed to. I, I was comfortable where I was at and I wasn't growing at all. And so seeing that there, Eddie Alvar was, was the coach and he trains out here in Jersey. 
and they were like, well, if you're ever in the area, you know, come and train out here, and I was like, well, I can make myself in the area, so they didn't invite me, I just kind of like came for a week, tried it out, see the, seeing if I like it, mm -hmm. I was either going to go there or in one of the gyms in California, um, but I, I loved it out here, you know, every coach that they brought in on the show showed me something different and showed me um, things that I needed to improve on. And, you know, I wanted to continue that growth. And so I hopped in my car there in uh, Utah and I actually drove 34 hours across the country, came out here to Jersey and it was supposed to be just be temporary. And then I was like, you know, I'm really liking this training out here. So I uh, stuck around for a little bit longer and I wow. like it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's awesome. So did you have to find a job and everything or how, how, did yeah. you, how did you do that? Like, how did you finagle all that? Um, that's a big move for, for a young lady. <laughs> uh, yeah, it will a solo trip first off across the country to somewhere that I had been like once before for a week. It was, it was interesting uh, to say the least. So I'm like, first off, first step, make it to Jersey. Because I'm a terrible driver, and I'm like, I'm going to end up in, like, Florida and be like, where am I? How did I get here? <laughs> this isn't the right state. Uh, I get lost in parking lots, so. <laughs> that The fact that I made it in a straight shot, I was good. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely was outside of my comfort zone. It wasn't a thing. Like, I had, to, I had to make a change, and it was go big or go home. And, you know, I... Thankfully, one of the guys that coached me when I fought Sarge on the show, mm. um, he actually had a, a spare room in his uh, apartment, so he let me come and stay there, mm -hmm. and uh, it was great. He barely knew me for like a week on the show when he was out there, and then like took me in, and his family took me in there, and wow. you know, just every day, just a new experience out here, and then I was able to get a job because Jersey's super expensive and mm -hmm. it's <laughs> hard yeah. hard to deal with and so yeah. I was able to get a, a job and I'd never worked at a restaurant before because I wanted to work as an EMT but my EMT license didn't transfer to Jersey mm -hmm. so I never worked at a restaurant so I got a job at a restaurant working as a host then working as a server mm -hmm. then graduating up to being the bartender and so um just kind of I once, if you have your mindset to something, mm -hmm. me, uh, I don't know about other people, but me, once I set my mind to something, you know, I want to be the best at it and I want to do what I can. And so like, I knew I needed a job and I wanted to work my up, way up there. And so I got a job working in a restaurant. That way I could find a schedule and work around my training and found a head coach out here that I work with. And that is just absolutely amazing. This is actually going to be the first fight that he's in my corner. Mm -hmm. And I'm just it's been, it's been an experience. Like a lot of people, it, you know, it's, it's rough. Sometimes it's rough. Sometimes yeah. you know, you're stretched thin with time and money and everything. But to me, it's, it's been worth it just because I'm living the life that I want and I'm living my dream basically. Right, right. Uh, yeah, you're a female fighter. You're, you're living your dream for sure. Now, years ago, you, I, I mean, I know in your, your intake form, when I do my little questionnaire, you were married before. Ah, yes. <laughs> and, was, uh, and I mean, like, was, how long ago was that? Uh, it actually just marked the 10-year anniversary of my wedding date. <laughs> so, okay. And as how long? How long were you married? Uh, it was 18 months. So we got married in 2009 and then uh, divorced in 2010. 
And, you know, it was a, I, I feel like I've lived three different lifetimes. I'll be honest. Like my, my life, you know, if anyone wants to write a story of my life, it's, it's been interesting just because I was raised in a religious culture where, you know, if you're not married by like almost 25 and then definitely not married by 30, that's like a complete faux pas. Like you have to be married. You're, that's your purpose in life is to get married and have a family and have kids. And, and so I kind of got roped into that and did what I was supposed to, even though I didn't feel right about it. And then finally had a aha moment and I was like, Oh yeah, no, this isn't going to work for me. I, you know, I, I have goals, I have dreams, I have things that I want to work towards and I don't want to be like held back from it. And he, yeah. <laughs> long, were, you, long were you afraid to make that move to, to really kind of, you know, stick by your own, you know, um, your own true nature, you know, oh. like, and say, Hey, I, I can't do this anymore. Especially, you know, if your folks kind of in your, your community were saying, okay, this is what you have to do. This oh yeah. What you should be doing this. That's what you learn from a little girl. You know, this is, yeah. this is my path. And then all of a sudden you were like, I'm changing. Like, I'm changing. Oh yeah. Thing. No. Are you terrified. I would oh, Like I was extremely terrified to do it. Like I said, I was, you know, I was this little nervous person growing up, super, super shy. I wanted, I never wanted to offend anyone. I never wanted to ruffle any feathers. You know, I never wanted to cause a scene and cause an issue. And so I kind of went with the flow with what I was supposed to do. And you know, it works for some people, some people that that's their path and that's what they want to do. And that that's great. But I always felt like I had, I had more in me that I wanted to do and it wasn't the life that, that I wanted. And it was the hardest thing that I think I've ever done. And having the strength to do that is 10 times harder than ever having to get into a cage and fight another human. Like that, that's one of those life experiences where my whole world got opened up to, to everything. You know, I had to get an apartment in secret and I, when he was at work, I packed up my stuff and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And it was just a, it was a, a bad situation that I got myself out of. And like, you know, it, it helped me actually training and and starting my journey into being a fighter helped me make that realization that that that's the I needed to get out of that situation yeah wow and and you ended up going into the martial arts mm -hmm. I did was it shortly after that or well, were you were you involved in the martial arts while you were married or no yeah. So I was, I, when I went to college, I took a, a Muay Thai kickboxing class because I needed a PE credit and I loved it. It was a great way of working out. Mm -hmm. And so I joined a gym and I was doing that uh, to, you know, just stay in shape and stuff. And then I ended up doing a few Muay Thai fights. And, you know, during that time when I was doing my Muay Thai is when I ended up starting dating the guy that I, I had married and mm -hmm. I, uh, <laughs> um, and so I was still doing the Muay Thai and it was right at the end, you know, I just started doing jujitsu because it was something that I was like, oh, this reminds me of wrestling in high school. I love this. Mm. So I started doing the wrestling and getting into it a lot more. And it was something that I had found that passion for. I'm like, I loved it. I love going to the gym every day. You know, it was great 
exercise and, you know, stress relief. And it was just, I've, it clicked in my mind that this is something that I wanted to be a part of. And this is something I wanted to train and I, I wanted to take further. Mm -hmm. And he had realized that he, uh, he actually came down to it. He's like, you're spending too much time at the gym. You should be home. You should be making me dinner. You should be, you know, cleaning the house. You should be doing this. You're supposed to be here taking care of me. And instead you're spending time at the gym. And it got to a point he's like, listen, you actually, it's either me or you have to quit the gym. And I was like, just because I had found, I had found a path that I wanted to take down and he didn't like the fact that it was making me a stronger individual. He didn't like the fact that I was finding my voice and finding my confidence and he wanted to squash that. And I was like, the fact that very fact that anyone wants you to make that decision right there mm -hmm. means that it's not a situation you should be in. And so I was like, all right, well, he wrote me this big page, eight page letter telling me things that I needed to change to be a better wife to serve him. And I was like, all right, peace out. I'm going to the gym. So this is this is something I need to do, and this is this is my my life and my goal. I want to be happy, and I want to follow where I want to go. And so I'm going to go with this one now. <laughs> wow, wow, that's fascinating. It, I mean, it's a story that sounds very similar to um, many women that are in the the fight game. You know, like it's yeah, in in a you know a little bit of a way, and and I'm like. To have the courage to kind of step out of it and say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this on my own, and I'm gonna get out there and follow my dream, follow my path, even though you don't like it," and then go through all of the turmoil that goes along with that, because I'm sure there was that you're not even talking about. I know I've been through divorce and stuff, and there's just a lot of stuff that you you end up, you know, not anticipating when you're when you're following your dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you have to go through to get to where you want to get to. And yep. How long before, you know, your training did you start to fight professionally? Um, so I took two amateur fights, MMA fights. Mm. It was, it was actually shortly after that. So I had started doing jujitsu and was training jujitsu as of the summer of 2010. And then I believe summer 2010. Yeah. And I had a Muay Thai fight in December of 2010. And then the January 2011, I had my very first amateur fight. Wow. Um, so just started training jujitsu, but it was something, you know, like I was familiar with it cause I had wrestled before and I was just putting it all together. And then I had in my last amateur fight in the August of that year, I think it was August. And then my first pro fight was the following January, January, February, beginning of the year. One of the two of those, um, I think it was January. Uh, but yeah, so it was, it was pretty soon after then it was something that kind of, like I said, it, it helped me develop into the person that I am and to, you know, find my voice and be able to talk and, you know, be the person that, that I meant to be and not just be like shunned away in a life where mm -hmm. my only purpose was to, um, just to take care of, of him. And mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was a great relief for me and great to, to kind of open up. It, it's opened up so many worlds for me. The, the sport of MMA has, given me the life that I have now. Like I never, I thought I'd just be this simple person and not amount to anything. And mm -hmm. you know, it really, it really expands your horizon. 
Yeah, I know you've, you fought in Victor, you fought in the UFC. I mean, you fought on the high-level platforms. You're a high-level athlete. Um, yeah, to say that, it's like, wow, that's, that's, that's an accomplishment. That, I mean, like, there's, there's many, many people from, say, my generation that probably would have loved to have done that, but just never, never saw it as, as an opportunity to be there and do that. And so to see so many women coming up now that are having these opportunities in these areas, too, that are male-dominated sports. It's not Definitely. just, you know, being in a sport and playing, you know, like tennis or something, you know, women, oh, yeah. they've been doing it for years. We've seen that, but not, not hockey, not that you play professional hockey, yeah. but well, did it's you? Nice to bring that up in the NHL all-star game that they had this last, just a few weeks ago, there was a girl that took part in the skills competition. She was from team USA. And just to see that, yeah. like, I, I just felt this this feeling, this burning in my chest, like so happy. Yeah. You see a female out there who's competing with the, the best in the NHL, not just, you know, it wasn't just another game. It was the best in the NHL, the NHL, our star game, like all the stars of, of the league. And here she is doing the fastest skater competition there with her. And it's inspiring this whole new, um, a whole new group of females coming up that, you know, females can, can compete and they can do these kind of things like maybe we're not people want to say oh you're not at the level there i'm like well give us time like we'll get there we were weren't allowed to do it for a really long time and you know what we're getting there so it's only been it hasn't even been 20 years it's been like 10 maybe (laughs) exactly exactly so you know and I mean, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I, I just, um, what was that? The Super Bowl, I saw a commercial and they actually, you know, they had a female that was, you know, throwing the ball in this. Oh, yeah. And the basketball at this, you know, event that was supposed to be all these basketball players. And they had one female kind of in with it, throwing like, you know, doing. Oh, things. I love it. Like, yay. I don't know I who she it. was, but I was like, yay. Fine. Exactly. You know, it was. And that's what people need to see. People need to realize that they can do those kind of things. And so, you know, I I credit a lot of it to my my dad actually. Like, even though he grew, he had me raised in kind of the the situation and the religion and everything. He always told me that you know if I want to do something to to go for it, and he was like my supporter and everything. You know, he actually asked me if I wanted to start fighting even before I even had it as a thought because he would go to the strike force events mm-hmm. in California and because he was a San Jose cop growing up mm-hmm. and he would work the standbys at the arena there in San Jose where strike force that was their little headquarters and so he would he watched Gina Carano fight he saw Chris Cyborg fight and he came home and he's like you know you did wrestling do you ever think that you would do something like that like these girls are amazing and doing these awesome things in there. And at that time I was like, eh, probably not, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. power to them. And then mm-hmm. I, I found my own path into it, but you know, he saw the potential for me in it before I even had it as a thought on my radar. And it's because their females put themselves out there and do that. And it inspires the younger generation. There's actually a couple of, a couple of girls I know that do jujitsu in Utah and I love, love getting updates on them and everything and seeing them. They were actually at my fight last Invicta fight that I had cause it was in Utah and I was able to see them there and just 
has seeing their reaction and then their passion for the sport at such a young age. It's just so great because, you know, they, they have something to aspire to and they're so young that they can grow up and, you know, they have the world at their fingertips right there. And I, I love it. I love yeah, it. I love seeing it too. Cause I, I really remember when it really wasn't there and, and the opportunities weren't there and, and feeling even in myself that there was, you know, nothing, well, the, I didn't see anything. I didn't see any women that were doing anything. Like, and I just never thought that, that that we could actually do that because that's how the world was. And and I can remember thinking inside, like, just this really sucks. And, and being yeah. angry, like a, a slow, like a, a real dull anger that you really couldn't find, you know, put Oh yeah. I, I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was there, you know, and yep. it didn't really come out until later on when I get into martial arts. And I pre I keep saying this like over and over again, well, like, and I'm so happy now, like when I go to the gym and there's more women sometimes in the class now uh -huh. than, than there were when I started training, you know, or, and, and it's just, it's so great to see other females that, and they're, they're actually thinking about, yeah, I think I'm going to actually fight. I think I'm, I'm, that's what I'm training to do. And I'm like, wow, I, I didn't even have that thought. Like when I first started training. Oh yeah. <laughs> amazing to me. Like now that it's like, wow, these girls are like out there and they, they know that they're going to do this and they're, they're, they're leading, they're leading lives. They went to college too. They, they've done all this other stuff and they're doing this now. And that's really what they want to focus in on. Right. I think it's, it's wonderful. Fabulous. Oh, it's so, so great. I was like you, like I never, I never saw it and was like, oh yeah, I want to work towards it. Got into it. I just kind of like, found my way into it but there's actually these people that are joining the gym because they're like i see that and i want to do that and i'm gonna go for that and i'm like that is so cool i i love it love yeah. it <laughs> it's so great that your dad actually kind of you know were, had the wherewithal to observe in you that i have this athletic daughter mm -hmm. i need to rear her this is something that's easy effortless for her she's a she's an athlete and you know, it's an archetype or whatever that you have. And, and he was willing to, to rear you into that. Oh yeah. Profession that way, which, you know, now you see a lot of it. You, you definitely see a lot of dads doing that. But yeah. back in the day, I don't think they even knew to do that. No. Married, you know, have kids, stay exactly. home. And that's what I, and that's kind of like, that was what caught me off guard is because he, he did that for me, but you know, my, my whole purpose and everything that I had been taught since I was a kid was like, all right, you grow up, you go to college, you get married, you have kids, your job is to take care of the kids and that's your life. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to get married and love to have kids, but that's not my sole purpose in life. There, there's a lot more that I want to do. You know, I want to enjoy my experiences. I want to I want to follow dreams and follow my passions. And then, you know, it sucks because, yeah, I would like to have somebody else that's there with it, but that's not my, that's not my focus. Yeah. Yeah. And, do, you date? do you date now or? You date oh now? gosh. I mean, in, in theory, I would, if anyone asked me on one. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they're too afraid? Are too afraid? To like, am I scary? I don't know if I'm scary or not because no one ever asked me. <laughs> I'm like, well, about that. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. What about like at the gym? Nobody at the gym or anything like that? Like that you would. I mean, 
No, not not really. It's it's a hard spot because my last relationship was a. I it's been two years since we broke up. Now we were. He was my main training partner. That's how we met. Mm Because he fought thirty five at the pit elevated there in Utah, and we trained together. Ended up dating. Um, cause I'm, I'm not really big on dating teammates just because my focus there is to train. It's not, my focus is not to like start dating all the people at the gym, mm-hmm. but in this situation, you know, I'm like, you know, it's going to be a long-term thing. It's not anything else. And so I dated him for five years mm-hmm. and it, it actually came down to, you know, he didn't want me to fight. He wasn't fighting anymore. So he didn't want me to fight anymore. And it was a big source of contention in there. He's like, well, I want to get married and I want to have family. And I'm like, yeah, I want that. I want that yeah. too. Yeah. I used that, a lot of that, because he knew that that's something that I wanted. So he was using it against me to try and get me to quit fighting. No, no, and, that's not good. Yeah. And so, you know, I, and then when we broke up, I would still have to see him at the gym and we still co-own a dog together and we're, we're totally cool now. You know, yeah. we have different lives he's moved on I think he's remarried um and but it's like it's hard because I don't want to just start dating people at the the gym and and I kind of put a lot of things into perspective as far as you know the people that I want to date and it's funny because I always end up dating fighters because they understand the lifestyle it's it's hard you know you have people that aren't in the fight world they they don't get the full commitment they don't oh, get man. it's every uh, aspect of your life your sleep your eat your sex, sex even like you know when can you squeeze that in and then you're training three times a day doing either weight training jujitsu stand up something so you're you know and then you need recovery time yeah and in it's like you get people that are understanding they're like okay i get it that's great and like unless you're in the life you you don't get it and even even if you're in the life and not fully committed to it even then some of them just don't get it and it's it's hard because it's like well one date but then i don't want to date my teammates but i they're the only ones that kind of understand what i'm doing and so Mm. i I'm on what I like to call dick probation until I can make better choices in my life. <laughs> as far as that goes. <laughs> like, if a nice guy would just ask me out, I probably would go on a date. Like, that would be great. Yeah. Maybe, possibly, putting it out there for the world. I mean, on Tough Talk, they made me do a little dating game, and I was like, this is awkward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or making me play a dating game, and I'm like, oh, man, this is what my life has been brought to. <laughs> I know that is awkward. I think I saw that too. It was cute though. It was very cute. And then of course they put all like the, you know, all these, these great MMA fighters. You know, you know, I'm like, they, uh, yeah. I'm like all of them. I'm just like, you do probably not. <laughs> Did any of them like, ever contact you? <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. Well, I think I said no to like every single one of them. And the only one that I think was awesome is, Khabib, but he's married, so I'm like, why is he in part of this game right yeah. now? <laughs> it's really awkward, but he's like my favorite fighter, so I was like, if you find one like that, yeah. but not not that one, obviously, but one <laughs> of those that's unattached, then you send them my way, because that's, that's probably my problem, too, is because they can't be prettier than me, they have to be really rugged and manly and have facial hair and possibly body hair, and I'm like, I got a weird type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Traffic into my preferences over here, but I'm like, oh, you got hair? Ooh, let's talk about that. So you, 
don't you probably don't have time to like do a dating site or anything like oh. that yeah no not even and it was funny because me and my friend from work we took off one wednesday and went to a speed dating thing and just because it was on my bucket list like i had to compete in a speed dating. It's, i've never done that i i'm curious now so i want you to spill all the beans about it <laughs> so much fun i i was thought that it was going to be the most awkward thing in the world and you know a couple of them were a little awkward but it was actually super fun it was good to actually just get out and actually just talk to people like not in the fight world not anything like that and just to interact with other people i highly recommend it it's i mean one. like go with an open mind not, there's some people that go in like i'm here to get a date and i'm like i'm here to speak to other humans because <laughs> my coach is always like deanna you need to get out of the gym because you're being weird and i'm like but i like being in the gym he's like you need normal human interaction with other people <laughs> you have to get out. And I was like, all right, fine. So I went to the speed dating and we sat there and there was like 27 dates or people going around and oh, wow. talking to the people. And, wow. um, and then at the end they met, you put down your three people who you wouldn't mind talking to. And then if you match with somebody, it's funny, this place I went to, if you match with somebody, you go to the basement, you play ski ball, whoever wins the ski ball game wins a free date. And Wow. Yeah, and so I I won speed dating that day because I ended up being matched with somebody, and we went down and played skee ball, and my competitive nature just kicked in, and I'm like, I'm gonna win skee ball. Like I don't, this is my game. This is what I do. Like we are nice. gonna win, and we blew everybody else out of the water and beat the skee ball game, and then won this date. But we had to go together, and they gave us a gift card. We had to go show up together, and so just trying to coordinate it. He's just like, Well, what are you doing this day? I was like, oh, I work. What do you do this day? Well, I have training. What do you do this day? I'm like, I have training. I'm like, the little place. Like, so you couldn't even go out with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. And it was like, I I get off work at like nine thirty, ten on some nights, and so I was like, well, I get off work at like nine thirty. You know, we can just do like a late one, and places open till one. I we can meet up at like ten o'clock, and he's like, oh, that's too late for me. And then so I was like, well. Sorry, bro. Terry, <laughs> this is great. I definitely would have gone on this date with you, but unfortunately, if that's your schedule, like it's it's not going to work. And then I ended up never ever going on it. So, Aww, <laughs> so I was like, oh. but I won speed dating. So that's cool. that was my book. Right? <laughs> that was my attempt at. I think that's the only date that I think I've been on in like two years. And so I'm like, all right, well, I guess that counts, possibly. <laughs> That sounds fun. That sounds like a fun time. I'm going to have to look into that and see. I, I haven't heard of any yet, like where I am, but I'll have to look into it. It sounds like a fun time. You should be able to try. I just think I will. I mean, like I said, my coach is always just like, get out of the gym. Get out of your house. Do something. You're not talking to other people, and it tells because you go to the gym. You don't stop talking, and you just, you're, you're getting weird. I'm like, man, maybe I'm just a weird person. He's like, well, yeah, but you're getting weirder. So I'm like, oh, all right. Okay. So, I mean, do, are you lonely at all? Do you, how do you, you know, how do you manage loneliness? I mean, other than going to the gym. Um, I, that's the story of my life right there. Nice. <laughs> foregoing. That's the, the hard thing about being a fighter. You know, a lot of times you forego um, personal relationships mm -hmm. to, to focus on, what you want and to focus on your dreams and it's 
not saying that this is something that I necessarily believe in, but I have this friend at work and it just reminded me of this. And she, she's all out there. She's the, so she brought her tarot set of tarot cards mm. to day. And so she does it and like, sure, do a little tarot reading for me. Why not? And so she does it and she flips over the first cards and she goes, Deanna, are you lonely? The cards, all of them are telling me that you're lonely. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> mm. Like, really? And she's just like, yeah, this one's saying that you're just lacking personal relationships. And this one's saying that you are asking for a deeper connection with people. And I'm just like, all right, I don't necessarily believe in the tarot card reading that you're putting me through. Like, mm. I'm not sure tarot cards actually tell you anything. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, about this. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's hard, but my, my focus right now isn't on that, mm -hmm. contrary to what my mother would like me to, because mm -hmm. in her mind, the fact that I'm not married and have kids at my age, she's just like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, I, I have deeper goals than that, and if that's supposed to happen, it'll happen when it's supposed to. So, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's a part of a sacrifice that you're making to, you know, you're following what's you're feeling in your heart right now. I'm sure, you know, you're like, I love this. I want to do this. I want to pursue this. Um, I I'm good at it. I enjoy it. Yes. Um, it gives me joy, you know, these things and, and to, to keep that going and then include somebody else in that, um, uh, that, that journey of achievement and goal setting, like, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to achieve, you know, being a champion, for instance, yep. you know, like that, I mean, that's, that's what you're setting your goal on. And right now that's still on your sites. You know, yep. you, you have years ahead of you that you, I mean, like, or whatever, I mean, like right now you're in contention for a potential title shot. You're in a tournament yep. for that. So it's such a sacrifice on so many levels is what you do. That's what I'm trying to communicate to okay. our listeners and them really to get that. I mean, you're, you're trying to make something happen. Even, I mean, you're, you're full-time training as a fighter. Are you full-time as a fighter? Training? Oh yeah. I train six days a week, you know, two to three times a day on top of everything. Like I barely have, have downtime. Like usually I work Tuesdays, but I had a, I would be working, I would be working today usually, but I uh, ended up having to take the day off because I had to get some medicals done for my fight. And so, but usually, like, I don't have a lot of downtime. I don't uh, have... And then you're uh, funding that, right? You're funding all that too, right? Completely. Yeah. Completely. And it's, you know, it's rough and, but you do it and do what you have to do because you see the bigger picture and I, I see the goals and you know, some days it's really rough and some days things just seem to be going wrong with like finances and like bills pile up and that. But you know, I, it, it pays off for me in the end when I get there into that cage, that's, that's what I love to do. And there's a short window for it. You know, obviously I'm not going to be able to fight forever. Right. I, I'm not, no one's able to fight forever. Yeah. And I, I want to do it while I still can, while I still have that, that feeling in my gut that tells me 
to get into the gym, to get into the cage and to, to keep competing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I applaud you cause I, I know how hard it must be. And, and there are times I'm, I'm sure that you get very lonely. I, do you live alone too, or do you have roommates? I, I've got a few roommates. I actually live in like a little fighter house for Nicotone's gym here. So there's a couple people that come in and out and, um, one of my friends, she comes in and out. Her family's up in, um, like an hour away. And so most of the time she's up there, but she'll come stay down here a few times. And mm -hmm. I see her mostly at the gym that I do anything else, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I see no one at home just because if I'm here, I'm usually sleeping or just, like changing to go somewhere or something like that. But mm -hmm. you know, I see people in passing, but for the most time, you know, it's a, it's when you have goals and dreams, it's, it can be lonely. It is. That's the best word there for it. And I mean, I have some great friends that I've made out here in, in Jersey. And then I have like my, my friends that have been my friends for years there in Utah and, you know, I miss them. And I have a, a dog that I said I'd co-own with my, my ex-boyfriend that I had and he's actually in Utah and that's, that kills me more than anything else because he doesn't understand why I'm out here in Jersey. I actually got a, uh, I got one of those cameras, the Furbo, so that I can talk to him and I can throw treats at him. And my mom has him when I'm not there. And then my ex will pick him up for when he can, usually like every weekend or something, he'll go with the back guy and then mm -hmm. he'll go back to my mom's. And it's funny, two days ago, my mom sent me a picture and cause he's like, well, uh, Atlas got dropped off. Atlas is my dog. Atlas got dropped off. He went and ate a bunch of food, went out, went to potty. And then this is exactly where he go and this is where he's sitting. And so she sent me a picture of him sitting right in front of the dog camera, just staring at it. Wasn't making any noise because I wasn't talking through it or anything. But he knows that I talked to him through there. And so he's sitting right in front of there. And I'm like, that is like the sweetest and saddest picture I've ever seen. Because he's sitting, he knows that I talked to him through there. And he's just waiting for me. And I was like, oh, that just breaks my heart. Because like, and that... When I, when I was in Utah, it was good because I spent all my free time with him, you know. Dogs, dogs are really great for, for fighters especially just to have a companion and then to not have him here and not have him in Jersey has like broken my heart. In fact, I'm probably going to talk to him on my old camera as soon as we get done here. So wow. <laughs> but I get, I get to go see him after my fight and I try, I go back to Utah every couple of months to see my mother because she lives out there and then to visit my dog and spend time with him. But like he, he knows when I'm leaving and he gets super sad. And then yeah, they know. Wow. Oh yeah. He definitely does. Like yeah. last trip I went out beginning in December, um, went out there, like I would go and train and I would leave the house and he'd like stare at me in a panic thinking that I was leaving mm -hmm. and then was there for a week. And then the very last 24 hours that I was there, he was like at my side the entire time. Like wow. he wouldn't be alone for anything. And even when I showed up the first day when I got there, I went and sat on the couch and he sat right on top of me. Like, like you're not leaving. You're my human and you are on top of me. And he weighs 110 pounds. And so a 110 pound dog sitting on your lap because he didn't want you to leave. And he was happier there. I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll take this because I'm going to miss this. They're so smart animals. Oh my gosh, dogs, for instance. I mean, like I, I had two uh, border terriers and when I was moving, sure. they were in and out of the house, like up and down the stairs and they would get in the truck and they're oh. like 
what is she doing? You know, like they, <laughs> they could have taken off. Like they didn't take off. They stood, they, they were like right there. It was like the doors. Are, and I'm like, they could have taken off, gone down the street. You know, any other yeah. day they probably would have done that, but not that day, not the moving day. They were like in and out of the truck, like, you know, right like, here. and I was not like, going what's anywhere. going on? We're, we're sticking close by, you know, like, exactly. like oh they just know. Gosh. They know. They, they're so smart. I, I, um, I'm, I'm amazed at how many actually female fighters all have dogs. Yes. The majority of the majority of interviews that I've done, I think most of them have had, they have dog, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, wow, that's like, like interesting. interesting. Yeah. I and, think a lot of it is to have the companionship, honestly. Yeah. Uh, to have something that that's going to be there. You know, I, I can't wait take to take care of again. And, exactly you know you want you don't it like it's exactly what we're talking about because you forego actual relationships to be able to fight and to give your full commitment to it and mm. but still have a companion that's with you and you know and then a lot of female fighters just you know dogs are awesome so yeah. why not have a pet <laughs> yeah oh i got so i when i interviewed uh fry on um, on her when she rewon the the championship belt yeah. again when she was uh, fighting Mina, and she was she just lost her dog. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, oh my god! Like I I, a week or two before the fight, so she was just you know like it's she had to deal with all that putting her dog Nano down, and I got so choked up in that interview. I was like, I'm like. Oh my God. You know, I could just, I, I empathize with like, I was like, I don't know how she could like do it. It was like, Oh, I have no idea. Like worse than losing. I've lost family members. I'm, I don't know what it is about a pet, but it's worse losing a pet than it is. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's terrible. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I've lost my, my folks to cancer, my sister to cancer. Yeah. And, and uh, and I was, my dogs ripped me. I mean, my obviously losing my family members ripped me up, but like losing the, a dog is just like, Oh, I can't like control myself. I don't oh, know. No. That thought goes through my head every single time. Like if anything ever happened to my dog, like yeah. when he, was, when he was a puppy, he had a lot of health problems. He had puppy mange when we got him, didn't know about yeah. that. I went to the vet and the vet, I, my normal vet was closed, so I went to this other one, and they're like, well, he has puppy mange. If you don't get a deal with, he's going to die. And I'm like, never go to that vet. It was a yeah, horror. I, I was like, right? I was like in tears, like inconsolable. My, my boyfriend at the time had to like come and pick me up because I'm like, if we don't deal with it, he's going to die. And I'm like, just horrible. And then he got a growth on his butt right before it was actually right before he fought, or right before I fought Roxanne. In Vegas, my dog started getting a growth on his butt, and it doubled in size in two weeks. And so I was just like, oh, my goodness, he has cancer. He has something like this on his butt. I took him in to get it looked at. I'm like, it was just like completely messed me up. I'm like, what happened to him? This is terrible. And then we got it removed right after the fight. Turns out it wasn't anything cancerous, thankfully. But he has this big scar on his butt because of it. And then naturally he opened up the stitches and had a and oh, do yeah. It so, yeah, yeah, just uh, to, just to aggravate you, like it's like, oh my god, throw my world upside down! Please don't do this oh, yeah. to me now. Oh yeah, completely. I'm like, I'm already a mess. I don't even know. And yeah. at that point, I hadn't got the biopsy back yet. And yeah. he's just so smart. He knew how to take his cone off and then oh, got the gosh. stitches out. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dog? <laughs> like, yeah. why are you so smart? 
Like, yeah, I love right. it, but you're too smart for your own good. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. And here I am. I got to keep my stuff together because I'm fighting this way or whatever, you know? Like, I got to keep my shit together. And you're like, I'm worried about my dog. And I'm just like, oh, man, what am I going to do? See, these are what women women fighters deal with. It's all that other that caretaking on the other side that we just lose our shit. And then we're going to go fight the kid, you know? Like, exactly. I'm just like, ah, this is just terrible. Terrible. Stay focused. I don't know. So, um, your dad ha has been sick. Uh, he was. Yeah, he unfortunately did pass away. He did. I, I wasn't clear. I'm so sorry. How long ago was that? It was. Um, it was December of 2016. Uh, so yeah. So it was right before December 2016. Yeah. Sorry, I had to think about it. I'm like, because it was. It was the December right before the ultimate fighter before I went on oh, yes. before that. Oh, yes. wow. And he, uh, he got a glioblastoma multiform. And mm -hmm. I remember clear as day, I had just gotten done with work. I was working at a security company in Utah mm -hmm. and I was driving up to the gym. I went to Jeremy Horn's elite fitness in Salt Lake a few days a week. And I, I got done and I was driving up there. My sister was actually in basic training at the time wow. for the army and she my phone starts ringing it says it's my sister and i was like uh i need to pull off on the side of the freeway like i was on the oh, i was on God. interstate right there and i was like something's wrong because my sister's calling and they're like your dad went in for uh just a simple test they found some stuff they don't know what's going on and then me and her hopped on a plane headed out there and turns out he had like several brain tumors, like 12 tumors in his brain. And there was nothing that they could do. They advised not even doing any treatment. And mm. it was just terrible because he, my dad, like I told you, he, he was very intuitive. He knew a bunch of stuff. Like he was my best friend. I had talked to him every single day. Mm. Uh, he went to every single one of my fights, no matter what. You know, there was even a couple of fights where he had to work. And so he flew in, went straight from the airport to the venue, was able to watch the fight, and then he took a red eye out right afterwards. Like, I didn't even see him. I knew he was there. I saw him briefly in the crowd, mm. but then I wasn't able to talk to him. We weren't able to go out to eat, but he, he always made it to my fights just so, because he wanted to be there. He was, like, right. my number one fan and number one supporter, mm. and he, uh, he was everything. I, he was my person. He was, yeah. one, I talked to him every single day. You know, I had a bad day at the gym. I called him. I had a good day at the gym. I would call him. Wow. You got close. Yeah. Close. yeah. Wow. Yeah, like he was living in Michigan. He was in California and then he retired, moved to Michigan. And I, uh, would still talk to him every single day. And he just, it just tore my world apart because yeah. the day that he went in for that, he had some complications, obviously, when they found the tumors, and he lost the ability to speak overnight. And so, like, mm -hmm. he was there, but he wasn't able to talk, so I couldn't call him. And, like, obviously, I went out there, and when he was in the hospital room two days after they had diagnosed him, I, me and my sister were there and he would try, he was trying to talk still, yeah. but he couldn't, he couldn't form the words because the biggest tumor, um, sat straight on his corpus callosum, which is mm -hmm. right in the middle of the brain. So his right and left, uh, hemispheres, they couldn't communicate with each other. So he could think it, but 
he wouldn't be able to process to be able to talk. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have any fights coming up or anything. And, you know, I've, I've said this on a few other places, like he would point to me and he'd make like punching, punching in the air and he'd be just fight. That's yeah. the only thing he said. So you go like this and he'd just say fight, yeah. fight. Cause it's, he couldn't say full sentences right. and it was him. It, that was my dad's last word to me was telling me to fight. And that's, it's been huge in in my life because you know he he knew that I needed to keep going and I had just suffered my second loss after losing to Roxanne. Still had I didn't have any fights coming up after that, mm-hmm. and you know it was a rough point in my fight career. But he knew that I had to keep fighting. I needed to keep training, and mm-hmm. that was him telling me that I needed to keep doing that because he knew how much it meant to me. He right. knew that this was my, my life goals and my life's ambition. And, you know, it's something that really, really stuck with me. And, you know, it's it, my next fight after that, I took it too soon after losing him. I was supposed to, mm-hmm. he passed away in December, mm-hmm. December 23rd. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to fight two weeks later on the, the Invicta card. Wow. I obviously pulled yeah, out of the lot. Yeah. And I, I took it two months later, but two months yeah. later after losing the most important person that I had in my life, my number one person, yeah. you know, I, it still wasn't enough time. Yeah. It still yeah. really messed me up. And, yeah. you know, I, I put on a, a good show. I had a good fight. It was a close fight with Jody. It was a split mm-hmm. decision there. I thought I won, but you know, I wasn't in the right mental frame and I'm a really emotional fighter. You know, I have to be in the right mind frame to be able to go out there and to be able to compete. And Mm -hmm. it just weighed heavily on me, but then getting the opportunity for the ultimate fighter, it's something that, you know, I carry with me. I have his badge that I carry with me at all times. It's actually in my gym bag in the car. I already packed my gym bag for later and I packed his badge in there. Just it's something I carry with me, so he's always with me. And you know, I look like a crazy person talking to myself all the time, but half the time I'm talking to him and having conversations with him. You know, after rough sparrings, I'll sit in the cage afterwards and just have a nice little conversation with him or mm. anything like that. Just because you know, I, I, I used to talk to him. I. I said on the show that I, I needed to get to the point where I could delete his phone number off of my phone. And I, I still haven't. If you look no, at my... don't do it. Don't do it. I, I mean, I, I, I wish I still had my sister. I deleted them years ago, my sister's voice and stuff. And then one of her friends still had her voicemail. I was like, oh my God, I wish I had that. I wish I had the, yeah. the way oh, yeah. it all because I would love to hear it on those, those tough days. Oh yeah. She just had like, she would say funny things when she would leave a voicemail. And I was like, why did I delete those? Yep. No, I... I still have it and I, I won't get rid of it. I, yeah. I had a realization. I was like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I need, I need yeah. to have that in my phone and I, I still have the phone number memorized. So it's not like I need to, yeah. uh, <laughs> but whatever happens on the day that I forget what that phone number is, that's what's going to kill me. And so it, it's brought a new perspective onto my training, onto my fighting, onto just, just the way that I live my life, honestly. And just that, you know, everything could be fine one day and it takes just a split second and then everything is just wrong and everything like you can't take the time that you have for granted. And that's why I'm, I'm pursuing this fighting. And that was a big proponent on me coming out to Jersey and making that transition and putting myself out of my comfort zone. Cause I'm like, 
you know, I, I will regret this mm. if I look back on it and don't get the opportunity to follow my dreams and to follow my passion for fighting. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to see what experiences that I have. Cause you know, me and my dad, we had, we had goals, we had things that we wanted to do. And, you know, there's different things like that. I wish that I was able to do with him and then just was never able to, and he passed away. And, you know, I, you're going to make me cry now. These are the stories with people, the real, the real raw stuff that, that goes on and you still, you step foot in the cage and it's like, and then, and then you turn around and you say, Oh my God, it's, it's actually, it's easier to step foot in the cage than it is to go through like maybe a divorce and get, pick up my bag and move, you know, 100%. and people don't realize that that's the no. honest to God truth, you know, oh, completely. I get people all the time that'll tell me like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get into the cage. And I'm like, yeah. life is so much harder than that. That is a sport that you go in there. Yeah. You put your heart and soul to it. And it might not be for everybody, but mm -hmm. I've been through things in my life that's so much harder than getting into that cage. I will willingly jump into that cage any day, whereas there's certain things that have happened in my life that I don't wish that on anyone. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, in the cage is very symbolic too of, um, you know, like whatever, you know, you're stepping, you're, fa you're facing an opponent, obviously, but like you're actually you know, you're all by yourself and you're facing the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, the world is going to beat you, but you're not going to let it. Yep. You, you have know? this, like, it's almost this naked feeling, like you're naked in front of a classroom feeling where it's just you and the other person in there. And, you know, what happens, what happens, happens. And so you have to be, it's part of that, like I was saying, with the mental clarity that you have to be, in the right mind frame when you go in there because it's, it's unnerving. And I've seen, there's so many people who, you know, you see your gym warriors, the people that are so good in the gym and they're great. They're beating people up. They get into that cage and they get beat so quickly and they give up is because they don't have the heart for it and they don't have the resilience for when it matters mm -hmm. to be able to put in that effort. And you see it so often. And, you have to you have to have that drive and you have to have the want to be in there when you get into the cage mm -hmm. and i oh man i love it it's yeah. it's what i live my day my life for every day you know everything that i do is just geared towards getting into that cage and and filling my my life and myself and what i want to do and i'm excited like some days rough in the gym, but you think about it in the end, you know, this is, this is just the price that you pay and, you know, to be able to, to do what you want. So, yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're getting in the cage and that difference between, I, I, I've, I've observed this too, where there'll be, you know, people that are sparring at the gym and they do really good at the gym. And then when they do get in the cage, you're like, what the hell? It isn't the same person, <laughs> you yep. know? And, and they might not do as well in the, you know, when they're actually live fighting. Oh yeah. I mean, do you think that heart comes from, um, a place of, um, there's an inner toughness that that takes place that maybe that person has not developed um, or a, a hardness of some kind or or, yes. or a survival instinct that that you that that comes 
you know, from deep within that, that you're like, oh no, I am going to, you know, take care of business here. Is, is it something else? No, it, that uh, says a lot about it. Honestly, you know, you have, you have these people, you know, it's great. A lot of people want to, they want to live the fighter lifestyle. They want to be known as a fighter. They want to be, you know, when people talk about them, they want that notoriety that, oh, that person is an MMA fighter. Oh, that person is a fighter. You know, oh, they're tough. They have that, they want that general appearance and they have to, but it's just superficial. And you have to be not just have the appearance of the fighter. You have to have the heart of the fighter. You have to have the determination. You have to have everything behind it. Because once you strip back the appearance and you get back into that cage, if in your heart, you're not a fighter. If in your heart, you know, you're not wanting, you're not excited for the thrill of getting into that cage, that's where that gets exposed. You know, you have you have to be a fighter through and through, you know, you, and maybe, maybe they do need experience. Maybe do they do that? Or, you know, maybe they just don't have what it takes and just want the notoriety for it. But mm. it, it really separates you once you do get locked in that cage, you know, obviously you can go out there and something might happen. Maybe, maybe they catch you with a good first punch and the fight's over in a second. Mm. Um, like Jose Aldo and, and McGregor, you know, not, that doesn't take anything away from Aldo as a fighter. Maybe, what if that was his first fight? He went out there and got knocked out like that. Mm. You know, everyone, would, you wouldn't know what kind of fighter they were. But if you, he is, has the heart of a fighter there. Mm. You know, you have, I, I've known fighters before that they trained. They, you know, they were good. They should be fine. And they go out there, you know, they get hit with one or two punches. Mm. And they basically just give up. Like, I, I've seen fighters just kind of slump down and be like, all right, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to give up and the ref will call it out and, you know, it is what it is. I'm like, nah, true fighters are the ones that go in there and they'll give every last ounce that they have in there to, right. to come up with the, the outcome that they want, you know, whether it is, whether they get the win or not, you know, sometimes that isn't dependent on, on them, like, mm -hmm. It is what it is. Maybe the other person has a better day. Maybe they have the better day. Right, right. It's, kinda, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic once once you're in there. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, I, I my, myself, I haven't, I've never fought in the cage. I've only fought in the ring once. That <laughs> was a long time ago. Not once, and that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. It wasn't something that I ever expected or anticipated doing. It, I just loved training in martial arts. I never saw myself as a fighter. <laughs> But um, it was become a fighter. So hey, you competed. You went out there. You're definitely a fighter. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that. Yeah, I had, I had, a, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed it. But I, I actually just enjoy the training now. <laughs> oh, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. After I'm done with fighting, you know, I'm, I'm probably still gonna be in the gym training as well, you know, doing what I can. I'd love to help coach some of the new um, young fighters that are up there. I, I love, love being able to train people and coach people and help mm. them realize what they want to do. So, mm. you know, that's something that I hope that I can do and always be part of the martial arts world. Yeah. 
Oh, for sure. Are there, um, what are your, what are your daily routine or, or habit of, that contributes to your success as a fighter? Um, I think, you know, a lot of it, I, I set a strict schedule for myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit of a crazy person. I, I like to, I like to have my routine and, you know, that's one of the things that I love about my coach right now is that, you know, he's really about setting a set schedule and knowing what we need to do on that day, on that week or whatever, leading up to the fight and, and getting the training in and making sure you have everything. So, you know, I wake up at the same time every morning on my training days, I make it to the gym um, when I need to, like clockwork, my strength and conditioning coach, like clockwork, he knows I'll be there Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the time that, that I have set there where he's just like, some of these other fighters, they're so sporadic, they're all over the place. I'm like, you know, I, it's a priority for me and I need to do it and I'm going to be there and I'm going, I'm going to be there on a set schedule because then nothing can kind of fall to the wayside as far as that goes. You know, I set priorities for the things that I want to do and I follow through with it. You know, I want to be, I want to be the best fighter that I can be. Uh, no matter what I do, you know, I want to do it to the best of my ability. Like I said, at working at the job at the restaurant, you know, I, when I was a host, I want to be the best host that I can be. I'm not, I'm not into this life just to like half-ass things. You know, I want to give, if I commit to something, I'm going to fully commit to it. Mm -hmm. And the, Good that, attitude to have. It's definitely so, a great attitude to have. You're you're one of many successful fighters that that have that kind of like being. I want to be the best at what I'm doing, and and, and it encompasses their entire life. Um, can you tell us a story um, along your journey where where you experienced failure and uh, what you learned from it? Um. Yeah. You know, it. <laughs> I've had several instances where I. Uh, don't mind me, I'm just readjusting as I'm in my bed right here. <laughs> I know, I'm, this is like, actually, we, we blabbed for already an hour. I'm like, oh, my word. I, I'm sorry to keep so long, it isn't long. It? Well, you just can't stop me talking, so. Yeah, no, it's good. It. It's been a great conversation. <laughs> I know, it's been wonderful. Um, so, on um, one of the instances that I have to think of is, you know, I, on The Ultimate Fighter, I, I fought Sarge, um, one of my friends on the show, and then actually roommates on the show there. Mm -hmm. I fought her, and, you know, I felt the absolute best that I ever did. I felt, um, I, I told myself, you know, no matter what happens, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to give everything that I have in this fight. It's going to, I'm going to give everything that I, I can do. I'm not going to hold back or anything. So I went out there and I did, I did everything I could. You know, I brought that fight to her, even ask her. She's one of my training partners now. Like I, I did everything that I could and I was out there. I made a mistake. I stepped back and dropped my hand and she was able to capitalize on that. And I got knocked out uh, and it sucks. Like, thankfully it was her and I love her to death. She's one of my, one of my best friends that I have. And, you know, I can thank the ultimate fighter there for that. And so if it had to happen to anyone, I'm glad that she's the one who knocked me out. But it was, it was just this horrible feeling. You know, I went on that show to win. I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted that. I wanted to win the ultimate fighter. And 
it was this horrible feeling. So I'm like, all right, well, I got knocked out on FS1. That's, that's wonderful. Everyone's going to see this and it's terrible, but you know, it, it was one of those things where, you know, for three years training, I didn't have one person tell me that I was dropping my hands. And it was one of the first things that Mark Henry and the team working with Eddie Alvarez were like, you're dropping your hands. I'm like, I am. I had no idea. That's interesting. And, it's what spurred. You need a good coach to tell you that. That's for sure. Yeah, you don't know. exactly. I, I, years I was dropping mine, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then once you realize <laughs> it, it's like, "Oh, you're like it's the light bulb." That yeah. whole it could have been so much different if my hand was up. I blocked that kick. Who knows what yeah. could have happened? Yeah. And it it hurt, mm-hmm. but then it was just also like, "All right, well, what are you going to take from this?" Mm-hmm. And so there was that, and then you know I took it for my fight in December. I fought Melinda, mm-hmm. uh, Fabian, and it wasn't it wasn't a loss, but mm-hmm. it was a draw. But for to me, it felt like a loss because I had made all these life changes. I had mm-hmm. moved out to Jersey, and I had um, I had changed everything around, which I I didn't have my fully set schedule. You know, no excuses for anything that happened. You know, I trained hard for that fight, mm-hmm. and. I, I just realized that I had to make that my schedule was a little off and I needed to make adjustments and I needed to, I really needed to solidify my training that I was doing mm-hmm. and really think about what I was doing. So mm-hmm. I think though those two instances were what I learned the most of. And, you know, I have my new coach that I work with now who's just amazing. And, you know, I, I really worked with my stand up as well as my grappling, you know, that mm-hmm. fight, I was like, okay, I'm going to win via grappling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was able to put a good defense up and, you know, ended up being a draw, you know, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. I feel like if I would have just been able to trust my hands a little bit more, trust my boxing and my stand up, mm-hmm. then it could have been a different, a different situation. Um, and that fight kind of made me, realize that and really put that as a focus as well as my grappling to be a full rounded fighter. Mm-hmm. I come out my next fight and, you know, I was able to get the win against Karina in the yeah. next fight because I had placed a focus on being well-rounded instead of just, this is my strength and this is what I'm going to do. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be, you have to be open to wherever the fight takes you. If you're not able to take them down, you have to rely on your hands and uh, that that fight taught me that you know both those fights taught me so much yeah yeah well the, it was definitely early in your I'd say early in your well if you're in the UFC it's a little early in your UFC career you yes. know like to, to start there it's it is a it is taking your your skills to another level by by fighting fighters that actually get into the UFC obviously yeah. So, I mean, now you're back to Invicta. You're in the tournament with the flyweight. You helped develop the flyweight for the UFC. Um, yep. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't, now did they, they kept, they kept Melinda. Yes. But then they didn't keep you. Nope. They didn't did keep they me. You, did, they never say why. <laughs> they never say why. I mean, I, I always say, cause I came out looking like the Jigglypuff, like, stay puff marshmallow man i wasn't in the best physical shape that mm-hmm. i possibly could have been and i mm-hmm. a little pudgy and the only reason i say that is because some kind soul and i want you to notice the sarcasm when i say yeah. kind soul okay tagged me in a post on facebook which was 40 plus people talking yeah. about how fat i was 
in that fight. And I was like, 40 plus people are talking about how fat I was. And I remember one comment was, this bee needs to lay off the cheeseburgers. And I'm like, first off, I'm lactose intolerant and I'm gluten intolerant. So yeah. I can't eat a cheeseburger even if I wanted to. Yeah. And second off, like, you don't know what I had going on as far as that goes. I made yeah. weight. And you, you made weight. Yeah. Yeah. So I what mean, I to say, like, yeah, this is something about like, um, shaming women for body, <laughs> body shaming. And exactly. And, and I'm like, I, to this day, and this is, this is one of the things that people need to, to stop doing, especially if, if men are coming and women coming on and saying this about women, because women come in all different shapes and sizes. 100%. So do men. So do men. And, yeah. you don't, and you do not hear that happening to the men. So why is no. it still happening to the women? Exactly. You know? And that's why I turned around and I'm like, this is my big country. I started naming my stomach big country after that fight. I'm like, this is big country. Why? Because everyone loves big country over there. Yeah. He does his knockouts. He's great. He's not the like prime physical specimen of a man, I guess, to some yeah. people. But you know what? People don't comment on that most of the time. People comment on his fighting skills. They comment on, you know, his wrestling. They don't comment on that. And then I'm like, but you're you're going to tag me in a post where you're calling me fat just because I wasn't at my best. Like I, I hadn't had consistent strength and conditioning when I first got out to Jersey, which mm -hmm. you know, after that fight, that's something that I realized that I needed mm -hmm. more intently. And that's when I started, jo I joined the strength and conditioning program that I have now, mm -hmm. which has actually put me in the best shape of my life. I mean, yeah, it does by help. somebody's it standards, they'll still be fat, but yeah. I mean, you can't please everybody. Mm -hmm. Like it's fine, whatever. But I mean, how is this still something that you can comment on? Like it's physical appearance means a lot to the casual fighters. And I, I, I truly believe, you know, it was a lackluster performance. And then you, you couple that with the fact that I didn't look my physical best in that fight. Mm -hmm. And I think these are reasons why they didn't end up keeping me. You know, I, I didn't really think too much into it wow. just because mm -hmm. honestly, my, my performance wasn't my best. If they were judging off of that performance with Melinda, you know, it wasn't my best fight. I, I got kicked in the head in the first round and I didn't even snap two until halfway through the third round. I remember nothing from either breaks and, and then I remember nothing from the second round. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'll be honest. I snapped two in the third round when one of the girls of the show who didn't fight, she was in the crowd and she's like, yeah, pull your head out of your ass. And I was like, oh, I'm still in a fight. <laughs> whoa where am i all right i guess i better like try <laughs> like oh sorry gosh. and i was in it and like you know i it wasn't my best performance and mm. I, was, I love melinda she's yeah. another person she was on team alvarez on the show and oh. i hated the fact that i had to fight her but mm -hmm. i'm i'll never be mad that they kept her and then did keep me like i'm happy for her i'm glad that they were able to keep her i hope mm -hmm. she has another fight she's had one fight in the ufc since then which mm -hmm. was a split decision and you know i hope she gets another fight here soon and i i hope for her the best and but as for me you know it just put me back to the drawing board and you now i have to start again and it's just one of those refocusing moments like was, all right it didn't go my way and now i have that weird one on the end of my on the end of my record, so I have three numbers now instead of two. So look at me, extra fancy, but <laughs> it is what it is. 
And you're moving on and you're, you're still, you're still helping develop the flyway division. Yes. I mean, exactly. you just, you're just, and Victor, you're helping it there. Has there yeah. ever, has there ever been um, a time where you've been told no, you know, because you were a woman and um, if so, how did you handle it? Um, I, I've had a lot of instances actually where, you know, I was, I, I grew up in, like I said, I grew up in this religious environment where I, my job was not to be in the gym. I, my job was to be a, a homemaker. That was, that was what I was told that I needed to be since I was young. And I followed that path. I, I got married to the person who told me that I needed to be at home, wanted me to choose between the gym and wanted me to choose between him. And I, it was, it was hard for me. You know, I, I wrestled in high school and, oh, I had a lot of people who were like, oh, this is, you know, I, it was in California, which is good. So it was a little bit removed, but I still had people in our circle, in our community that were just like, oh, you know, she's supposed to be this good girl, like good girls are not supposed to be competing into sports like this. And I'm like, so I've had so many people that have given me those doubts and said that I shouldn't be doing this and that that's not what good females are supposed to be doing. And I, I, I don't want those kind of limits put on me. <laughs> it's not something that, that I have to do. There's no reason why females shouldn't be able to, to go out there and compete like, um, like the males do. It's a sport. It's not anything else. You know, I've been told time and time again that I <laughs> should be settled down. I should have a family. I should have kids. I should have this. And I'm like, that's great. And I will eventually. There doesn't need to be a time frame on it. Like, it doesn't need to be in my 20s. It doesn't need to be when I'm super young. I think that's what, what got me the most is that we're like, oh, well, you're in your 30s, like, you're basically an old maid. And I'm like, no, I'm still young. Like, my maturity level is that of, like, a six-year-old boy. But, like, my age is a little bit higher. Not, I Tell me I look my age, and that's a little different. I, I don't feel like I look my age, and I don't feel in the inside like that even matters at all. So I've had a lot of people telling me, you no. Know, even the ex-boyfriend that I had for five years, like, trying to fight and you know I want to take another fight talking about that he's like well he wanted me to quit he wanted me to to stop fighting and I was like no and he's like he, I remember this clear as day and he's just like you're you're barely even a female anymore is what he told me wow. and like, I, because of training and because of fighting I'm huh. barely even a female anymore like what is a female to you a female to you is somebody who will take care of you and do everything possible. It's like, cause I did that. I, I worked a full-time job. I fought full-time. I did everything that I had to and supported us in everything. So tell me why does that make me any less of a female just because I want to fight? Like there's, it, it was one of the worst things I think that has ever been said to me. And like, you're barely a female anymore. I'm like, wow. Well, I'll show you. I'll show you what a female is supposed to be. Like, I, I'm just that—that's shocking. Yeah, like somebody would say that. Just right? anybody would say that. You're barely even a female anymore. And I guess my my next question would be, and this isn't for something for you to answer today, but like, what is it? You know, this is general to society. What yep. is it 
what does it mean to be a female? You know, what is it to be a female? What's, what's, what's the criteria to be a female? And I'm like, my God, that is like just such a, I'm like, I'm going to have that in my, like my next podcast. That'll be like my question or whatever. What does it mean to you to be a female actually? You know, like. Exactly. I like that one. Just cause I'm like, I, it, it's funny because you people that will see me outside of the gym, like not right now, but there's people that I've known forever and I'll get ready and I'll dress up. I'll put on a dress and everything and people don't even recognize me and they're like, oh, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Deanna when I'm not in the gym. This is me. I'm yeah. still the same person. It's There's nothing different between Deanna that has no makeup on that's wrestling on the mats and then the Deanna that's wearing my five inch stilettos and dress because I want to be fancy that day. Like, yeah. which one is female? They're both female. Yeah. Everyone. Like, just because I want to compete in something doesn't make me any less. Like, too many people in this world want to put labels on, on people and how they're supposed to be. And that was my biggest problem with the, the religious community that I was brought up with, is that they wanted to label you. They want you to be this specific thing. And yeah. if you deviated from that, then you weren't doing the right things. And I'm like, no, just because that I'm not doing things specifically to your guidelines doesn't make me any less of who I am. It doesn't make me any less like religious beliefs. and everything. It doesn't take anything away from that. So why does it have to be in that specific way? Like it, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be at all. Female could be a whole range of things. There's not one small box that we need to be put into. You know, we can, we can do what we want and we can, we can live the lives that we want without being confined to, to be subservient to somebody else. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm astounded. That's, that's a great um, answer, you know, to what it is to be a female and how we should be viewed, you know, um, as a whole, I guess. And as an individual, it's like, yeah, I'm. I still have feminine qualities. Just because I I I can throw a punch doesn't mean I'm not feminine. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like I can do. I can do both. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know. Give me five minutes. I can have my hair curled with red lipstick on, and you wouldn't even know that I was a fighter. And yeah, does that make me any less of who I was two seconds ago? No, it doesn't. So. Yeah. Why, why should it matter to these people? And especially to hear that statement that he said from, from my boyfriend that I'd been together with for five years mm. and we had met fighting. He was a fighter himself. That's what's shocking about it. Even. Yeah. I think a lot of it was he, he wasn't fighting anymore because yeah. of a situation outside of his control. Mm. And so he brought it down on me to try and bring me down to make me less of a fighter, to make me, want to not be in there anymore i mean my very first title fight i had i fought was fighting livia souza mm-hmm. and he had already was not fighting and one week before that fight we got into a fight because he's like i don't even want to have anything to do with the fighting world i don't even want to go to your fight mm-hmm. like no part of me wants to be there i and this is a guy who was in my corner for my fight wow. he's like i want nothing to do with this this is stupid i wish you would just quit you need to be done with this. And yeah. here's to somebody who's going to be in my corner in a week. I'm fighting in the biggest fight of my life. I like co-main and Chris Cyborg's the main event. I'm the co-main for a title. And he's telling me 
that he doesn't want to be part of it and that it's stupid that I want to still be part of it. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it was resentment that he was taken out of that world without realizing his potential and realizing his goals. And he wanted to take it out on me because I was able to. Yeah. Yeah. He was making, he was making a decision, a decision life change for himself. Oh yeah. Uh, Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's too bad. But oh yeah. But I mean, these are the things that female fighters have to deal with. Like, and that's why it's hard. That's why, you know, it's better to be alone. It's better to be lonely than to have to put up with people that want to, that want to like hide your light. You know, you have, there's no reason why if you want to go for something that you should have to, to not just because Mm -hmm. the person doesn't support you like completely. Yeah. Yeah. To hold you back or to, like you said, to, to hide your light, you know, exactly. to, to dim your light. It's like, it's just, isn't. I, just I to make them feel better. To yeah, make them to make feel them better. Feel they want to dim your light. And I'm like, there's no reason why both lights can't shine. There's yeah. no reason for that. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Wow. This was great. Um, I mean, what a great interview. Thank you. Yeah. No yeah. problem. Thanks I mean, for it was awesome. <laughs> Say that again. Say it, ramble on forever if you let me. I can keep <laughs> talking. Like I said, I've lived like three different lifetimes. I got millions of other stories. And my favorite was, I didn't even say this beforehand, so I have to say this before I let you go. Okay. My, my ex, I knew it was the boyfriend or the husband. I knew it wasn't going to work out because three months in, this is a running joke I told everybody on the Ultimate Fighter. So if you ever see me post things about dinosaurs, you'll know why. Three months in, <laughs> A dinosaur museum three months into the marriage three a dinosaur museum opened up in utah and i was like oh sweet dinosaurs are awesome i want to go to the dinosaur museum and he just looked me straight face dead in the eyes and was like why and i was like because dinosaurs are awesome i just said that like can we please go and he's just like but you realize dinosaurs didn't exist right and i was like oh oh hold up are you telling me right now that you don't believe in dinosaurs? Are you telling me that we've been married three months and you don't believe in dinosaurs? And he's just like, uh, dinosaurs were planted by the devil to test us. They're no! like, and it was right there that I had this, what have I done moment. And it was the <laughs> beginning of the end where I was like, all right, no! this is not the way I'm going to live my life. So wow, whew, about that. <laughs> Wow. And yeah, probably that was the that was the beginning of the me- end. Three months oh, in. Yeah. Oh. Wow. That I mean, that's a shocker. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I did that. Oh. You're like, wow. How did I miss that one? <laughs> well, you only date for like nine months, unfortunately, oh. and then get married after just a couple months of being engaged, and that's that's the way they do it in the religion. Like you, we dated for nine months, which is actually a long time. Yeah. Uh, in like I had friends get married after dating for two months. Wow. Yeah, they'll get engaged and then married another two months, and that's just the way it was. That's what we were supposed to do because you're supposed to date until you find somebody you click with and you get married, and then you just make it work, and that's what it's supposed to be. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't live this life. And he's just like, well, you don't have to be happy in this life. We just have to make it through this one, and then we'll be happy for time and all eternity. And I was like. That's where you're wrong. I'm going to be happy in this life. 
you can have your own time in all eternity. I don't want you part of it if I'm not going to be happy in this one. What makes you say I'm going to be happy for the rest of them? Like, bye bye I'm going to go hang out with the dinosaurs because they're awesome. So, high five. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's just amazing. That <laughs> I don't think I'd hear a story like that in this day and age. But there you have it. You would think so, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. That's one of those where you're like, huh. oh, no. <laughs> right? Oh, about that. Like I said, I got I got stories for days, but Oh my gosh. I had to leave you on this happy note. <laughs> so can you uh you wanna remind fans of where they can find you on social media and any shout outs to sponsors or your team or and and maybe uh, a little something to your next opponent and oh. <laughs> whatever you wanna say. <laughs> oh, well, all right then. So if you want to hear all my fun, crazy stories and hijinks and adventures, uh, Deanna D. Bennett, uh, with the D in the middle for, I'd say vitamin D, but it's actually my middle name, Deanna D. Bennett, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, I think even on Facebook. I'm not sure. Y'all look me up and I'm in there somewhere. All my awkwardness. Uh, I try and talk to as many people as possible, but please, like, add me on there and... I'll, I'll do my best because sometimes I'm a little weird, but um, uh, you can look me up on there. And then I do want to thank, you know, my team, my coach, Brian Wright. He's been amazing, especially coming close to this fight. I just get weirder and weirder and more awkward. And he's just like, what personality are we getting today? And I'm like, well, it's a crapshoot. We're going to spin the wheel and see which one comes out. <laughs> and, um, you know, all my teammates that push me day in and day out to make me a better fighter, you know, I, I appreciate every single one of them. I have a great recovery at Thrive Spine and Sports Rehab. They've been great mm -hmm. with keeping me up to date and keeping my body in check, making sure that I'm, I can compete to the, the best of my ability. And, you know, Bulldog Strength and Conditioning has made a life changer for me, not just so people don't call me fat on Facebook, but it really helped out my athletic performance. And, yeah, I was just like, well, I mean, my poor little big country is a little gone, but don't worry, after the fight, he'll probably rear his ugly head again and be right back because I like Mexican food probably a little too much. Um, burrito, one for each hand. It's the way I, the way I roll after my fights. So if you see me, it's going to be filthy and delicious and disgusting and probably do it in privacy in my own hotel room so no one can actually see it or be in the splash zone but <laughs> and, yeah, i know right you're just like you know and then new Year's nutrition they've helped me with my being the most athletic that i can be you know supplements and everything that i have they've been absolutely amazing amazing as far as that goes and my fight kit by defila it's going to be fantastic they do it for every fight and i can imagine fighting in anything but that but if you want to see it, you have to check me out on November, not November. I was going to say November 18th. I'm like, no, that's my birthday. February. Wrong date. That already happened. We're past that one. It's February 15th. Uh, Invicta 34. It's going to be me versus Miranda Maverick, who's a tough and awesome individual herself. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a good little war. You know, we got a good matchup and... You know, we're going to put everything out there. I know she's going to come at me with everything she has. And, you know, that's what I'm excited for as well. And so, Miranda, you're awesome. Long distance high five. I'll see you on the other side of the cage. I think it's going to be a great fight. I can't wait to see you guys fight. I just had her on the show. And uh, 
I think you guys are going to make uh, for an awesome, an awesome bout. And I can't wait to see you fight Deanna. Can you um, give me a little jingle and say, my name is Deanna and you're listening to Evolve WMMA? Uh, my name is Deanna and you're listening to Evolve MMA. Thank you. You're welcome. So anyways, <laughs> have a great night. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the 15th. Um, and good luck. It was a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you, Deanna. I, I, it was a real pleasure. Thank you so no, much. No, it was great talking to you as well. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Bye you bye. too. Bye. So you can see, you know, from Deanna's stories that you know, being a fighter is not always that easy. I mean, there's big, big steps in between, you know, like, you know, moving across the country, you know, to a, a different fight camp and, and uh, you know, changing your life in that way. And, and then, you know, the things that you give up, the sacrifices that you make, you know, being alone a lot, you know, to be a fighter because you're living a certain lifestyle, kind of hand it to her. I'm gonna, you know, I'm totally looking forward to seeing her fight. A very courageous woman, um, you know, leading a very interesting lifestyle uh, to some of us, you know, being a fighter. That's, you know, if you're not a fighter, being a fighter is really, you know, it's, it's, it's a very demanding career path. And it's, it is like what Deanna was saying and many of the other fighters have said, it's very finite, so they want to get the most in that they can, and they give up a lot to do it. So, if you liked what you heard to today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe and download on iTunes. And, you know, leave us a, an awesome review, um, or, you know, just like us, because it helps people find the show. And, you know, you can listen while doing other things. So you can find us on Podomatic, Shout Engine, and Spotify at Evolve Women's MMA. Or if you prefer to watch, you can find us on YouTube at Women's MMA. Or you can just simply follow us at facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.